What up, what up, what up everyone? Welcome to episode 269 of Combo's Court. And I am Combo. Don't forget to rate, review, and punch down on that subscribe button if you're listening on the Apple Podcast app. I think it's actually a follow button, so follow Combo's Court on that Apple Podcast app, man. Today's show, Justin Termini of Sirius XM NBA Radio joins in to talk about the pandemic's effect on radio, how he adjusted at Sirius, the Mavericks hiring of Jason Kidd, off-season outlook for the Warriors, and more, a fantastic conversation with Justin. You can find Justin on Twitter at Termini Radio. That's T-E-R-M-I-N-E-R-A-D-I-O. Share this episode with a friend. Share it on social media, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn. Share it on your Instagram stories and tag me at 1-2-Combo on Instagram. That's O-N-E-T-W-O-C-O-M-B-O. If you listen to this podcast, if you enjoy this podcast, check out the Combos Court Patreon page. I'll leave a link in the description for that. Intro music by Luca Beats. Let's get into it. Justin Termini from Sirius XM NBA Radio. Welcome to Combo's Court. How are you feeling today, Justin? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. Justin, what do you feel the pandemic's effect was on traditional radio and Sirius radio? And how did you adapt? Well, I mean, you had no people in their car. You had a limited amount of people in the car. So I'm sure that we've lost some listeners uh, based off the fact they weren't in their, their normal routine. But then again, we probably gained some listeners that we hadn't had prior in regards to the fact that I had in my job, we, we had no games. So I, I thank the commissioner, Adam Silver, for getting games back as soon as possible when we went down into the bubble, even though I don't think it was, I think the season was a little bit compromised, but at least it gave us something to talk about. I actually enjoyed the time off because it gave me a little bit of time to delve into some stuff that I hadn't normally had uh, the, the time to do. I, I love the history of the sport. So now instead of just talking about the games that were happening day after day after day and in the monotony of that, we got to delve back into the history of the sport and talk to the Bob Cousies, the Bobby Dandridges, the Dr. J's, uh, the, uh, you know, Paul Westfall before he unfortunately passed away, Bob Cousy, Bob Pettit. Uh, so, you know, we looked into the history of the sport and I had a blast looking back at some of the great players of all time and some of the great finals and some of the great games and moments of all time so that was a blast is there a niche or something within the game you really enjoy covering yeah, I mean, right there, I hit on it. It's the history of the sport. I mean, just to throw another name into the mix there, we had Isaiah Thomas on. We talked to Isaiah for 45 minutes about his career. Uh, so that's stuff that I, I enjoy doing. It made the transition easy when we didn't have the games to talk about. And I'm sitting there watching the, the classic games on NBA TV, the, you know, the hardwood classics. So I, I enjoy that type of stuff. And this just opened up the door for me to explore that uh, a little bit more. So uh, that's, that's and I try and incorporate that into the shows uh, throughout the career. Like if there's a if there's a big steal or a big block okay well then we talk about you know john havlicek in 1965 uh and the steal that he had against philadelphia and how greer uh so i like to incorporate the history of the sport into my show anyway uh so yeah that, that's the aspect that i love i mean you mentioned isaiah thomas it's going to be interesting to see if cp3 can win this championship what that means for his legacy when it comes to like consensus and all-time great point guards 
Yeah, because that's the comparison I think that he often gets. And it bothers me a little bit because Isaiah Thomas was great and he won two championships uh, and he wanted it in an era where he's got to go through Magic, he's got to go through Jordan, he's got to go through Bird, and, and those were all all-time great teams. Uh, so I always thought the comparison was a little bit difficult there. But legacy-wise, uh, he's got a lot riding on it because even all the great point guards, forget just Isaiah. I mean, Curry's got three if you want to compare him to a modern-day guy. You've got, uh, you know, Oscar's got a, a championship ring, Bob Cousy He's got six. Uh, you got Magic with five. So uh, Walt Frazier's got two. So all the all-time greats got a couple rings. John Stockton at least has been to the NBA Finals. I think the only other great point guard that hasn't at least been to the Finals is Steve Nash. Uh, so certainly he can join that that group if he gets a gets a ring here. What do you feel the hiring of Jason Kidd means for the Mavs? Yeah, I, I mean, I think that it's good on an IQ level with with Luka Doncic, right? Because Doncic appears to be one of the smarter players that we've ever had, even if it's at a young age. I think he'd still go out on a limb and say that he's he's a very bright basketball mind. And Jason Kidd's one of the great basketball minds that we've had in the history of the sport. I always think the three smartest players during my lifetime uh, were Magic Bird and, uh, and Jason Kidd. Uh, now, can he... Uh, can he take that and and you know give that information along and pass it along in a discernible way in a way that he's going to be able to understand it and execute it? Luca, uh, I'm not sure if he can do that. I mean, he's had a couple of rough stops in in both Brooklyn uh, and Milwaukee. Uh, but as far as from an IQ perspective and understanding the game, I think it's at least somebody that uh, Luca will respect. But again, bottom line is doesn't matter how good Jason Kidd is as a head coach. You can bring him right our back, Pat Riley or, or Greg Popovich. It's not going to make a difference until they rectify that roster. And right now, surrounding Luka, uh, the roster's not great. And they've got big questions with $100-plus million owed to Porzingis. Contract, uh, you know, contract coming up here for uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. Can they throw all that money towards him? Uh, so they still have some flaws in that roster that need to be rectified, regardless of who the coach is. Shifting to the Warriors, you know, in hindsight – it did make sense to draft James Wiseman. They needed a center at the time. That was the position they needed to fill. They drafted Wiseman. Um, obviously, Wiseman doesn't fit with the timeline of the Splash Brothers and Draymond. What do you think the Warriors should do this offseason? Yeah, I think what they need to do is to take uh, Wiseman and then package him with these two picks that they have. Anything else outside of Clay Thompson and Steph Curry, if that includes Draymond, includes Draymond, or you'd like to think they can hold on to Draymond, right? Because I think he does serve a, a bigger purpose on a winning team. That's not something they've had the last two years. It's exposed them a little bit, but they need to win now. They need to take advantage of the window that Steph has uh, because, again, he played at the historic level this past year. He's yet to fall off. He was second on my MVP ballot. If they had won at a higher level, maybe he'd be ahead of Jokic on my ballot, uh, but they need to make sure that they honor his greatness uh he's not going over and playing in the olympics because he's focused on the team so i think they need to reward him for that say if he's committed to us fully and not playing in the olympics and solely committed to winning a championship we too have to be like that and that's not something that wiseman helps with and that's not something the two lottery picks help lebron changes his number any thoughts on that he goes back to six yeah i really have no thoughts on that because i mean my thought is is that lebron here is seeking attention there's Oh, well, he's, he, you know, that was something that was processing a year or two ago, right? And it's just coming to light now. There's a reason it's coming to light now. Well, LeBron's a marketer. He's out of the postseason. He's given you a couple of tweets along the way as well. He's gone to a high school basketball game with Drake, knowing the cameras on him. He's trying to keep his name out there, uh, you know, stay within the news cycle. He's got a movie coming out as well. So I really have no thoughts on LeBron doing that other than chasing attention, which I guess we're giving him right now. Another L.A. superstar, but this player is on the Clippers and he unfor he's unfortunately injured right now. Do you feel there's a lack of transparency with what's going on with Kawhi and his knee? 
No, there always is. Now, I don't put that on the team. Uh, I think that's been everywhere he's gone, whether it's San Antonio, Toronto, or Los Angeles. So I think that's a Kawhi thing. It would be nice to see Kawhi sitting on the bench with his teammates and people, oh, well, you know, you can't because he's sitting there and somebody could run into the well, you sit in the second row, okay? And I was disgusted a couple of years ago when Kyrie didn't sit on the bench at game seven uh, of the Eastern Conference Finals to support his teammates in Boston. This is very similar to what Kawhi is doing. Uh, all right, you can't play. You're not coming back. You're not healthy. You've won a couple of the championships. There's little nuggets that you can pass along to these guys in the middle of the game. He should be doing that down on the bench. But uh, again, uh, there's reports out there that he's not happy with the medical staff. If that's the case, he's going to be a free agent this offseason. And that makes it a little bit more interesting, I guess. Yeah, even if the Clippers lose this series, I would say that Ty Lu has done a fantastic job, especially in that Utah series, you know, with just exploiting Gobert. And uh, there was no way he could get out on those shooters. It's interesting how the defensive player of the year loses value. Um, I agree. In the playoffs. I agree. Yeah. I Rudy Gobert for defensive player as well. In fact, I voted for him four times. He's won the award three times. Even the year Draymond won it a couple of years ago, I voted for Rudy Gobert. Uh, but uh, but you're right. I mean, Ty Lue's done a, a tremendous job. Uh, yeah. I mean, came to the third round, third round after losing Kawhi and the adjustments we talked about and exposing Gobert. Uh, you know, I thought even in this series right now, where they're down now three uh, one, the you know he, he went back to Zubac after they're playing small so much. He hasn't been afraid to use uh, you know Reggie Jackson and and put Rondo on the bench. Luke Kennard, who he wasn't going to a lot initially, uh, now he's riding them with uh, riding with him a little bit. So I, I think the that he uh, the, some of the adjustments he's made have been fantastic, and his ability to fall behind in the series. I mean, it's not new. He was down three one to Golden State. Greatest comeback of all time in 2016, uh, 2018. He's down three two to Boston. They come back and win that series. So he's he's been great his entire. And I I'm glad for him as well because I think this helps wipe away that stigma that he's got of hey he doesn't uh, uh, he only won because he's got LeBron. Well, this is showing you that he could win even with a compromised roster. So if the Clippers do lose this series, it looks like they will. What offseason moves do you think they should make? What what do you think the Clippers should do this offseason? Oh, I mean, their, their main focus has got to be just Kawhi, right? I mean, it's dependent on yeah. Kawhi. If he leaves, then they're in a lot of trouble. If he stays, okay, then they can work on some of the other aspects of their team. But I think it's always been a playmaker. Now, is Reggie Jackson going to come back and play you know, the rest of his career, the next couple of seasons, like he has during the postseason? If he does, okay, you're set. If not, that's still a big issue because – uh, you, you know, this is not a team that gets easy shots. They rely too much on the three. They don't get to the foul line. They don't get to the basket. So they need somebody that can make plays because uh, Kawhi's not necessarily that guy. I think Paul George done a nice job of that in the postseason. Any changes you'd like to see made to the regular season with all these star injuries happening? No, I mean, well, yeah, I mean, I would like to see him play more. Uh, you know, uh, I understand this season's a little bit different, so I've been a, a little bit in, in criticizing for guys just taking random days off or back-to-back days, which is something normally I'm harsh on. But I, I like the 82-game schedule. I think it's important for the history of the sport. I told you I'm a big fan of the history of the sport. How are we supposed to compare? Like, let's say we shorten the season. All right, well, how are we supposed to compare the 2025 uh, Golden State Warriors to the 96 Bulls, to the 86 Celtics, to the 72 Lakers, to the 67 Sixers, if they're playing, uh, you know, a 62 or a 72-game schedule and those two teams played an 82-game schedule? 
schedule, then you can't make that comparison of, you know, you're going to have somebody to chase the 73 wins of, of Golden State there in 2016. I mean, it takes a lot of historical stuff off the, the table. And again, these guys are supposed to be well-conditioned compared to their predecessors. So if they could play 48 minutes a night in 82 games and five games and six nights in five different cities while flying coach, then these guys should be able to uh, should be able to play with all the perks and the advancements that they have today. So I'd like to see the regular season stay the way that it is. Staying on next year's regular season, staying on next season, um, who do you feel will be considered the best player in the league going into next season? I really think it comes down to two guys, and neither of them are in the playoffs right now. They've both been eliminated. Well, who are your two guys? Because, I mean, LeBron, it's hard to take them out of the mix. you got to wait to yeah, see. Yeah, Le- Le- LeBron and KD. LeBron yeah, and KD. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So and that's the other one. Now, I, I'm not going to put anything past Curry because I always felt he was the best player on that Golden State team. Even when Durant was there, he's the guy that made it all click. And what made him so special is he was willing to take a back seat. So it'll be nice to see him surrounded by some talent again. I actually think if they just had play, uh, they'd be competing for a championship this year. They'd be just as good as uh, L.A. is right now, and they'd be just as good as Phoenix is right now. Unfortunately, they, like much of the league, uh, was hampered by injuries. But, I mean, it's hard to say that it's not LeBron after what we soon for the last 20 years and it's hard not to say it's KD after what we saw in that series against Milwaukee where it was the most impressed I've ever been by anything that Kevin Durant has done he was amazing yeah any sleeper teams for next season that you think will be legit title contenders I would say Denver to me will be a legit title contender if Murray could come back and I think he can because he's a hard worker I think he'd come back even better is there a team that you see that could be a legit title contender that nobody's really talking about for next season I mean I, I think you hit it so I guess People are talking about him just because, you know, yeah. I would have I would have had Denver as my favorite actually to win the championship if they were healthy. This they were year. they were playing. They were playing so well when Aaron Except- Gordon was there and Jamal Murray was still healthy. Yep. You're talking about, uh, you know, a team that's missing three key, key cocks. I'm not even going to count Will Barton as being back. He only played in the last two games right after he came back from an injury. And it's not easy after missing that amount of time. P.J. Dozier's out. Jamal Murray is out. Uh, they added Aaron Gordon. So I thought that they that they would would have would have won the NBA championship had they had they have stayed healthy. Uh, they, they weren't. Uh, so uh, that I would go with that team as well. I mean, I was funny because we have James Borrego, the head coach of the Hornets on the other day. And I'm not saying that they would be a champion championship contender uh but it's funny because prior to the gordon hayward injury with about a month and a half two months left in the season they were actually the fourth seed right so they were just behind uh philadelphia brooklyn and milwaukee it wasn't atlanta it wasn't the knicks it wasn't the it was actually them and you look at what atlanta's doing this year where they got at least one win in the conference finals well maybe that could have been charlotte and again they're going to add another lottery piece uh lamella ball will be a a, you know a year older and gordon hayward you would hope is going to get through a a full season healthy at some point uh so i'll throw them out there as a a team that could be a lot better than we anticipate not championship contender but better updated title favorites for this season we have four teams uh, in the for this season, i mean what it should be i think milwaukee but i would I say think so the, too but I'll, I'll say at this point the way that phoenix is playing i think phoenix looks the best uh just yeah. the, you know way that they've been coached and i think that's a big gap i think monty williams done a fantastic job booting holsters throughout the eastern conference playoffs has had me scratching my head a lot so i would say talent wise as far as like having the big three at the top i would say milwaukee but the way they're playing right now who's playing the best i think that's phoenix uh so i'll lean phoenix uh even though like my, you know, if I just look at everything on paper, I'm saying Milwaukee, but just that feel that you, you get when you're watching them, I'll say Phoenix. Yeah, it's interesting. It feels like Milwaukee has the best team out of the four, but they just don't seem trustworthy. 
Yeah, I don't think they play smart. I think the other three teams play smart. I think Atlanta plays smart. They just don't have the town. Plus, Bogdanovich is hurt now. I think the Clippers, uh, you know, have played. You know, I think they're well coached under Ty Lue. Uh, and then, you know, they make some dumb – they do some dumb stuff. DeMarcus Cousins throwing the bad ball off the backboard the other day, not knowing the rule is is not acceptable. Uh, but I, th- I think that uh, Phoenix is the best combination of well-coached, smart, uh, and, and talent. So I'll go with that mix. Justin, last one before we get out of here. I'll keep it general. Anything you're looking forward to in the upcoming NBA draft? The, the dra- I'm looking forward to covering it, actually. Uh, last year was the first one that we didn't cover. Uh, I've been to every single draft, uh, I'd say, for the last eight or nine years. Maybe Anthony Bennett, I want to say, was the first one that I covered uh, live. Maybe that's wrong. But uh, I'm looking forward to getting out there and covering these guys again because it helps you learn a little bit about them when you get some time face-to-face. Like, before they're before they're actually playing one NBA game, usually I've sat down with them four or five times. So you get a feel of, all right, this is a like Aaron Gordon several years ago. I had an opportunity to sit down with him you're like oh my god this is a this guy's got everything you know in a row Jalen Brown this guy's got everything in a yeah. row he is the right guy uh so I missed that aspect and uh I'm, I'm anxious to get back out there on the draft circuit and talk to these guys this year Justin exciting stuff you're always welcome back on the show it was awesome talking basketball with you where can we find you on social media and everywhere else uh, at Termini Radio, at T-E-R-M-I-N-E Radio. So Twitter, that's where you find the tweets. If you want to look at the pictures, that's Instagram. But it's it's at Termini, at Termini Radio on both. Justin, thanks so much for taking the time. You're always welcome back on the show and talk soon. All right. Appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Anytime. Thank you to everyone who listens to Combo's Court across the globe. And big shouts to Justin for joining in. We appreciate you. Combo Nation, punch down on that subscribe button if you haven't already rate and review the show wherever you listen to combos court and share this episode with a friend man share it on social media twitter linkedin facebook share it on your instagram stories and tag me on ig at one two combo that's o-n-e-t-w-o-c-o-m-b-o you could also support this podcast by joining in as a combos court patreon member i'll leave a link in the description for that Be on the lookout for episode 270. Combo out.